Oh, Ani's the guest to Clapper. <laughs> really good. Good clap. Oh my goodness. Close, please. Thanks, Kate. Um, uh, you have something welcome to the Valleycast. <laughs> oh, man. I, <laughs> I got so angry I was going to throw this beer at you, and then I was like, ooh, control. Control. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, guys, welcome to the Valleycast. Uh, that song came from Hunting Arnton. And thank you and so much. And we love that. Yeah, thank it was you. very good. What a great thing. <laughs> um... Guys, today we have a special guest on the Valley Cast, my friend Ani Baker. Ani Baker. Yeah. Baker. No, like I think when name? you're just referring to me, I put my full name on on like projects, but I think that's excessive to require people to say all three names in person. I don't know. I mean, you, I guess it depends on who. If you're a good person, I will say your full name Ooh. if that's what you want. Ooh. What's the full name? What What is it? Ani Easton Baker. Ani Easton Baker. That's looks, a cool name. Yeah, it looks better like on projects or like on pieces of writing. But I think in in life, I typically just Ani Easton sounds kind of like Ani. a 1980s like synth pop. Singer. Oh yeah, Ani Easton. I had Ani Easton's poster on then my married into the Tammy Faye Baker family. I'll take <laughs> right, right. Mm-hmm. So now you're also just like super religious. <laughs> um, Your Ani... music changed after. <laughs> Ani and I know mm. each other through Hollywood and its deviousness. Mm. What does as, that mean? As well as mm. its uh, as well as its reward. That's so true. Because we wow. are we are um, of a group of people who I feel blessed to be in a group mm. of friends with cannibals. Really? Uh, <laughs> cannibals. <laughs> Vegan we, cannibals. Yeah, we've survived so far, so we are. What would that mean? Blessed. Yeah, we've been chosen. <laughs> yeah. Ani, I think, because we had, because um, you know Whitney Moore, and Whitney Moore is a good friend also, and uh, she best friend even, mm. shit. Shit. She's everyone's best friend. Yeah. And she she's is the world's best, best friend. Yeah. And she's a great best friend. She's, I like always hesitate to use that term, because I feel Me like too. I don't know how to be a best friend. She doesn't hesitate to use it, and she knows how to be a best Ooh, friend. This yeah, podcast she... is brought to you by Whitney Moore, your best friend. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, she, um, she and I on this podcast talked about... Um, being buried in a uh, in a friend grave, mm. which is a place where, if you want, all of your friends can be buried in the same spot under a big beautiful tree or something, what? and it could be ashes, it could be bodies, it could be whatever you want. Wow. I, thought the, I thought you were talking about it metaphorically. So did oh, I. No. Up no. until that last moment. Oh, no. yeah. Well, then we went a step further and we talked about how you could also put a piece of your face or an arm on the tree itself right, for right. people to go and give well wishes Right. This is not something you're making up. This a is piece a, of your face? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could have your face molded into the tree. I or you could have, have like a taxidermy <laughs> version of your face. Satanic. Um, I don't know. The sentiment was really sweet, and I feel I feel bad that I'm creeping you out. With it, it. No, is this real? I need to know. <laughs> um, what yeah, the Whitney and I have idea. been talking about having a friend plot that we can all be buried in together when we are all dead at different times. You guys have a friend plot to make a friend plot. Yeah, oh, we should call. Nice. We should write a movie called The Friend Plot. Yeah, and it's all about like and all and it's all individual stories about when the friend dies and mm-hmm. then is added to the friend plot. Let's, I love this. It's got to have a subtitle in parentheses. The brother friend plot. It's it's a double meaning. Oh, friend plot. Double meaning. <sighs> Double. <laughs> um, anyway, but I yeah, hope you're Ani, telling me about it because I'm invited into. The yeah, that's box. what I was gonna say. I Great. said I was gonna say that I feel like you are probably unofficially already a part of it if you'd like to be. Would love. How does that make um, you feel? You weren't unofficially invited. Know. I'm good. 
Okay. <laughs> no, Ellie <laughs> wants to be in some Christian graveyard somewhere, probably. Right? It's a it's a miniature arc. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's <laughs> it's then they send us out. We survive. Um, someone shoots arrows at it from the shore, mm-hmm. and you <laughs> and you get burnt to Valhalla. They just send oh, the doves to attack. Christian, that's right. not Christian based. I'm Shut just, up, Joe. Okay. Um, okay, I'll see you guys so later. Anyway, Thank you for watching. So, uh, <laughs> Ani is a good friend, and so uh, I'm having you on the podcast because I know you're releasing a movie. You're trying to have a movie. You're in post production now on yeah, this movie. We're like mm-hmm. almost done. we're honestly adding I think the last edits on Saturday. Yeah. And then I feel like it's gonna be done done done. Ooh. Right well, now it's done done. Yeah. Done done. Done done done. Done done done. What's the well, genre? Gonna, yeah. What's the, what kind Tell of us film? all about it. Okay. Yeah. Um I made a documentary. Um it's a short because well we're pitching it as a pilot because I would love for it to be turned into a docuseries but it's about the need for better sex ed in the school system, in the public school system. Oh. Yeah, um, because I was a public school teacher for 12 years, and uh, there were, like, a lot of things about the system that really, really bothered me and truly, like, crippled me from being able to do my job well. Um, It's it's a very, very broken system. Like, I honor it. I'm grateful for it. It's free education. Great. But also, oh, it's infuriating, like, what we don't teach kids. The hoops you got to jump through, the Mm -hmm. standards that you have to meet, Mm -hmm. the regulations, Mm -hmm. the parents that don't want you saying certain things to them, little Mm -hmm. ones, during their babysitting time. uh, Like Joe. Joe does not allow his kids to Please don't talk to my kids is what I tell every teacher. He doesn't allow them to ask questions. (laughs) Don't talk to my child. No speaking when daddy's home. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I I remember being in Catholic school, and I remember the sex ed was pretty abysmal. Tell me, please, because that's so. um, The questions I think I'm most curious about, and the questions I've been asking people across the board: uh, What was your sex ed like? And also, when did you become interested in sex? And then, how were you educated? Because kids become interested in sex at age five, six, seven, early, yeah, and then they're not educated at all, and also told like that topic. I know it's like exciting to you, but you're never allowed to talk about it, which like amps it up even more. Can also, I play your some genitals music? Are bad. Well, we, yeah, hide them, hide totally. them, hide them. Can I, is it okay if I play some beautiful music while we talk about this? When I first heard about sex ed, I remember I was a young boy, Catholic school. I can't remember what grade it was, really. Mm-hmm. That's probably important information that I could share with you, but my brain don't work so well these days. I like days. details. Um, ballpark I hit, grade? I would say... It was at a ballpark. <laughs> <laughs> I did go to school at a ballpark. Me, two other ballpark kids. Ballpark elementary. <laughs> Um, you know, I don't know, man. I'm gonna have to say something like fourth grade, maybe. That's what I remember. Does that sound about right? Fourth, fifth. Mm -hmm. Um, it could have been fifth, also. Mrs. Tinkstrom was my fifth grade teacher. Mm. Great teacher name. Uh, A lot of nuns in my school. A lot of teachers that were nuns. And I remember being. They were set. They separated (laughs) the. They separated the boys and girls. For sex ed, yes, and the so they girls... did that in my public school as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, and I remember what a great way to be like, we're gonna give you guys some information. We're gonna give the, the other guys the other side of the information, but don't talk about it to each totally. other. Right. Totally, right? Works out well that way. Too. It's like the chaperone thing, where it's like, like they're like thinking that it's this forbidden thing, and then it just actually gives them something to talk about together. Right. But right. I don't know because I went to private school, so I have no idea. Sorry. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. No. I I don't have much to say about it other than I just remember it being really weird, and I didn't get it, and I wasn't into it, and I remember that there was this like book that was like trying to. It was like a Christian or like a Catholic leaning book about sex ed, and it was like robots, and it was like. <laughs> What? It, it was robots 
and they were like little cartoony robots and the male robot had like this like springy penis looking thing and then the female robot had like a like a hole for the spring to go into and i remember it's showing you like sex with these like weird cartoon robots did their eyes pop out when it went Yeah, how far the did steam this go? came out of its ears when it take it when it took its top off. Do you Holy... think there's any way you could find it? This out? is my question too. Did like, I need a copy oil? of this yeah. book. Man, I I wish I could. Let me see. Maybe I could Google search it. Just just regular it. human liquids or robot liquids would make the other one short circuit. So it had to have been like a like a Tin Man oil thing. Yeah, right? I remember being. Joe, you're young. making the robot sex grosser than well, the. Well, I feel like there's uh, no what way if the there robot were like had human ejaculate. Of the robot <laughs> having sex. No, no, it was just it was just like here's the male body here's the female body yeah. but it's a robot but i remember the explicit. spring yeah. having like i remember the spring being like not erect and then the spring was erect do you have a weird robot kink now Just absolutely curious. it's so hot <laughs> you know what's interesting i actually do talk about how if if the robot was incredibly convincing like there... if i couldn't tell the difference between the person and the robot but the robot was like a sex robot yeah. i would have sex with that robot was there sure. robo yeah. in in the diagram I don't or remember. Just Romo, I remember. Robotina. I just remember the spring. I remember yeah. being really weirded out by this spring, wow. and being like, "What is this?" I think. Hold on. Let me, let me ask you a question. Okay, so you have this robot that you can't tell is a robot, and you're saying you would have sex with it. It's like a person. But yeah. I the an extension of that question would be. Is it sex if it's with a robot, or is it just masturbation and the robot is a sex toy? I mean, I guess Does, it depends on what the- Is the robot capable of, of thought? This is probably a question for the sex I know, sex I was thinking, I think it's semantic. So, it is semantic. Yeah, so like, sex. well, because you're having sex with, I mean, it's like, well, I, I, the closest thing I can think to that is like a real doll. Right. So, um, which is actually- Those big latex, creepy mannequins. Yeah. Hey, 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 don't judge. And have <laughs> you ever like looked up videos of like a man, for instance, having sex with a female? Absolutely. Okay, so with one of those dolls, yeah, it's with weird a doll. looking. It's, it's like it's someone weird. having sex with a corpse. Totally. But it is a human body and so there is like a with sort of situation. Sure. Um Ani's an understanding person and she's very she can see both sides. I mean, uh, that's very true. Thank yeah. you for noticing yeah. that about me, Steve. But she's not going to judge about how weird <laughs> no. it is. She's just going to be like, "I can see how that would work for that person." <laughs> for that person it makes sense. <laughs> well, cuz also you can have sex with another human being and it just be like mutual masturbation cuz you guys are That's true. Just you guys went way too far think, in your imaginations think, about no, sex I'm just with trying the real Are you guys uncomfortable no, about no, I'm trying no, to I'm figure out what my opinion is on all Where are your sunglasses, Steve? I think this shit's rad. Put on your sunglasses, Steve. Give me your sunglasses. My thing about that that's so wild to me is that there is a group, a team of professional adults being paid to make that curriculum, and they're so afraid of the human body. Yeah. That they couldn't show it, and they were like, next best thing. And this was years ago. Robots were even, like, what were robots to the world at that time? Like, very abstract, totally. So they're like, we'll just show them with robots. Why? Imagine the drafts. You're nothing from that. You learned nothing. It's like someone in some Catholic curriculum was like, this will do, because it's not exactly a penis. It's not sexual or whatever. It's not exactly Mm -hmm. a vagina. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Which is not helpful. But I think, like, you know, they really were doing their best, weren't they? From like a from I mean look, I mean they were doing their best. You could go you could go deep into the whole controversy of like the mind control of religion and all this stuff. But boring. But (laughs) but truthfully, (laughs) when you get down to it, it's just it's just like parents wanting to 
to to have their children learn this in a way that's you know it's just not it's not specific steve i think you went to a school that was actually run by robots from the future and they were trying to indoctrinate you yeah. slowly were pictures of yeah something of got activated God? was it was it a robot like was everything robots there was some kind of manchurian candidate <laughs> that just happened right now my teacher was also a robot my teacher was a robot <laughs> back and... to the nativity scene steve were they robots <laughs> What was going on? I've Michael never Crichton. heard you say anything positive about the, the Catholic Church oh, in my dude. entire well, life. Well, listen, like, I, I spent it. nine years in that institution, and I saw the good and the bad of it, and I just saw something that wasn't for me more than anything. Yeah, you the saw robots. the teachers plugging themselves into the wall at night when all the kids were I leaving. I mean, let's be honest, dude. If I saw that, I would have loved it. I would have <laughs> been like, there's some fucking sci-fi nerd shit like, going on. I know on, how to have sex with these I can... robots. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, me and my friend Jeff used to pretend that like under the church, there was like a catacombs with like evil Satan shit, cool. and we had to protect the whole town from like my, this um... ancient evil under the church. Church. <laughs> My church that I grew up in was a mega church, and it was a like ten thousand seat uh, auditorium. Whoa, and, like righteous gemstones, like exactly yeah. like that's why I, yeah, that's, wow. that's why I immediately was watching the show. And then the school, the private school that was a part of it, used to it was like a historic landmark that originally was like a nursing home. It used to be apartments for old people, and so when they built the church. They built this tunnel uh, underground between the two, and you could access the tunnel from different areas of this like super like nineteen twenties uh, building. Robot sex tunnel, and uh, and you go down <laughs> in there, and there would be these huge vaulted doors, which is wow. always cool and to see. And then down the street was another church that had an, a, like a pasture nearby, and there was like a shed. And me and my buddy in high school went into that shed, oh, no. and there was another tunnel that led from that shed to a different area. Sex shed. And robot sex shed. Yeah. When we went like... in there, there was all this stuff spray painted about Satan and 666. What? And we went in and there was water up to like our shins Whoa. and they were going to like walk all the way across and go through the tunnel. I was like, nope, not my no deal. Way, and uh, and then we heard some kind of crazy sound and we uh, ran out but I think it was just this sounds another like... friend scaring us. But yeah, it was so weird, man. It's There's like Jim under... Jones shit. I've seen too many underground tunnels in real life <laughs> yeah why is there underground tunnels in a fucking mega church it's uh i don't remember we just i, I know there's an answer there's a very large I mean, it, just, it sounds like it's like jonestown shit it like, was like the size the tunnel in the mega church was like the size of the circumference of this room like the whole like so a full grown adult could walk straight through and still for the magic standing. tricks you know when they like disappear and then they show up behind the crowd like David Copperfield <laughs> yeah. they, I think they did use it like, for that yeah. type of stuff, that <laughs> I mean if you got it I love that detail though because there is like shit going on in the underbelly of a yeah. mega church you oh, know so but much like imagery. literally yep. a tunnel yeah. well it shows were in... you guys all raised super religious no I'm the one that was not okay I yeah. was too I'm a heathen Catholic Christian fundamentalist Christian biblical literalist dinosaurs didn't exist because they're not in the Bible they're man-made damn straight hell yeah I didn't need to go to church to know that you're preaching to Joe (laughs) robot sex yes dinosaurs never existed how how, is that like flat earther type Stuff or so is I have it four like... parents. Um, you know, t- my parents are remarried. Humble brag. And, yeah. uh, <laughs> Sorry, I, I like to say when I have the chance. That's fine. It's um, nice to have those parents. <laughs> Imagine um, having more. But also, they're all yeah, like Trump supporters. Yikes! Like, a couple of them are flat earthers. Like now, you're making Elliot uncomfortable. I'm just kidding. I was just. It's a, a flatter. It's a joke. 
<laughs> you could it's fall off if you walk one way too far. Um, so you grew up in the super religious thing too. How was that? What was sex ed like for you? So I also in fifth grade had the one day where they separate the girls and the boys, and I think that I th- I'm saying I think there was a video because my mom wouldn't allow me to participate in oh, it. Oh, you didn't get to watch. No, oh. so she signed a little waiver, or sent a note, and I went and sat in the cafeteria alone. Like, every other kid was allowed to watch this stupid yeah, video. but the cafeteria had masturbating Jim, the janitor. <laughs> <laughs> Watching over everybody. Just- so I did get some sex ed. <laughs> well, they called him that because he was a good fisherman. Yeah, well, he always cleaned it up. <laughs> uh, so do you uh. think... <laughs> I mean, I, I you started to make me think about that idea of like not letting your kid go to school on sex ed day because you're afraid of how sex ed will be portrayed to that person, mm-hmm. to your child. And it makes me wonder, is that something that you should have the right to do, you think? Totally. Especially so, if it's a scientific thing that you're being taught and not really as like a parent. A, yeah. Sure. Like yeah. as a parent, yeah. you have ultimate authority to opt your kids out of things like I've thought about because like this project for me is attached to teaming up with organizations which I've already started to do which I'm very grateful for we can talk about that to get better laws passed to get better curriculum that's more comprehensive in schools Um, now coming from a really fundamentalist Christian background like I know a lot of parents are like don't say anything about the human body around my child and we have to defer to them like you know there in in no way can we like force information down yeah the that's just not right kids. you're right but for me i feel like the best way to go about it is to do kind of like a really comprehensive program that's kind of like dare that goes from school to school and for like a week it'd be called truth or dare and Ooh, it'd be called that's nice <laughs> no just take it don't call it truther and then so, you'll get all oh, the people. Oh, truther. <laughs> That's true. Well, the, the people who would, who <laughs> would typically be turned off by this would be very interesting. Is there yeah, anything yeah. called truther? That hurts my brain. What if there was an app called truther? There probably is. Pro- yeah. Yeah, there must be, right? Download yeah. it right now. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be on those lists. I don't want to be on a- <laughs> Ryan's on it. <laughs> Someone's going to log my IP the second I search for that. Yeah. Um, When you, not to- Derail too much, but when you were a teacher, mm-hmm. uh, do you miss There's it? So much. What yeah. and what was like the? Was it a slow process mm-hmm. of deciding you were going to do it anymore, mm-hmm. or all of a sudden, oh, just slow process? Yeah. So like the first five years, I would say I was like, don't talk to me about the politics of this. Like I'm not going to be one of those teachers that goes to the staff meeting and complains about the system. I'm here for the kids. I love the kids. That's mm-hmm. why I do what I do. Like not going to get caught up in all of the pitfalls. Yeah. And that lasted for a while. And I was also very focused, you know, like I I also taught students with special needs, mild to moderate. So a lot of behavior issues, um, autism, speech and language. Um, So it was a very challenging job. Yeah, you're doing God's work. That's tough. So every day, you know, it's like this puzzle that you have to solve. And and I just poured all of my energy into doing well for my students. And then I think after like five-ish years, I started to be like... So this is harder because I don't have curriculum for all of the grade levels of the kids in my classroom. Why don't I have curriculum? And then like to asking the principal, like, how come I don't have all the books that I need? Like, you know, you start to know your rights, mm-hmm. you know, and start to pay attention. And then um, that, yeah, slowly got harder and harder. Like there, specifically kids with special needs in the school system are really, really discriminated against. Mm-hmm. And then there was this other thing of like, I am spending all of my energy teaching these kids about stuff that they're too young to comprehend 
we're not t- teaching them how to like be alive. Like we aren't teaching them about their feelings or their emotions or like anxiety or communication or like just like basic practical tools of like being alive and being happy, mm-hmm. you know? And that really started to bother me because I wasn't raised with any of that either. And I was such a sad, anxious, depressed kid into into being a teenager. I just wanted to die all the time. I couldn't understand like- Even just the, if I didn't know the concept of quote unquote mindfulness as a kid, Self-care. it would have helped yeah. so much to just be like, oh, I'm having these feelings. Ugh. That's yep. not And even just to be able to label the feelings, yeah. can you imagine? Yeah, I mean, that's like insane. And then I've read certain things about them trying to kind of incorporate that into to schools now. But yeah, it's it, I'm sure... It's all. It's still experimental too, and then parents get freaked out by it because it's like because because they never got the tools exactly. to talk about They're it either. They're uneducated Nobody themselves. Is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, they can't so identify you're, you're a dad with two kids. Mm-hmm. What's your What's your whole <laughs> shame on you? Shame uh, on you. What's how's thank you what's for your revealing experience? that to the audience? <laughs> Fuck, not gonna deal with that. <laughs> well, what's your experience with this with sex ed and kind of like well, you know Hayden's feelings? Hayden's and... twelve, so she's just kind of getting into that realm. And I've talked about it before. I've had some small conversations with her, but. What I find is that when I try to talk to her about emotionality and her feelings and stuff like that, even at 12, they're going through so many changes. And I would say she's not the most open right now about her feelings in in trying to communicate that she can be. It's still a hard and I consider myself a pretty open guy and, and, and been very open about my feelings with her. But it's still it takes time. It takes work for somebody to. To do that, so my expectations when I I get frustrated sometimes, where I'm like, I want you to be able to talk to me about when you're scared or when you're hurting and all that, but she doesn't have the tools yet, and I feel like the only way that I can help uh, further that along is to keep asking, yeah. is to keep showing her my side, like when, talk about when I'm angry or sad or frustrated, by and example. Gi- yeah, and give her an example. But I also know that my tools only go so far, so you know I there's a realm where I wish there was something that was really easy, Mm -hmm. like a program Mm -hmm. that was easy to jump into, whether it's as a family or the school or whatever. Mm Because when you were talking about the sex ed, the question that I was going to ask you that was, that would, that I would imagine would be frustrating is they teach you the science. Like you, you splitting up the girls and the guys and you sit there and you're like, uh, you're about to to have your period Mm -hmm. and and that's about to start and your body's going to change. And like, I didn't know what a fucking period was. And they kind of talk about sex a little bit on a scientific Mm -hmm. level, but they don't touch if enough, I remember correctly. And they didn't with my daughter when she went through it, they don't touch on the emotional side of it. They don't, they're not like, they're like, yes, you might make a baby. Yes. You might get STDs. Danger, danger, danger. Here's consequences. But they don't talk about like the beauty of it and the connection. (laughs) (laughs) Danger, danger, danger. <laughs> Robot sex. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I mean. That it's... was one of my biggest points is like, how is it that when we're talking to kids about this, this very emotional topic mm-hmm. that like releases a bunch of emotions that you have no fucking idea how to handle? Why is there no warning or conversation about that? So when you. Dis- so dangerous. When you kind of fell off or got. Um, uh, disinterested in the teaching stuff. Mm-hmm. What it was seems the... like you were beaten down a lot. Yeah, I was going to say disinterested. By, you found yeah. a lot yeah. of wall, like you hit a lot of walls with wanting to teach your kids and not yeah. getting permission to teach them also, certain things. And... We are currently in a society where 
being a teacher, it's not something that's being cherished. And it, I, I imagine that's so tough to deal with. I when know. You're remember going when we were kids and they were like, love your teachers and teachers are like mm. superheroes. And Just, I remember that being such a big thing. And I remember respecting my teachers mm. and, and yeah. letting them have the benefit of the doubt because they were humans trying to get yeah. their shit done mm. too. Now everything's underfunded. I just don't understand why. It's the teacher's fault. Yeah. No, 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 no. I'll say this. I had really good relationships with um, my students and their families. I always felt very like cherished in my classroom and like in what, what I did. Um, but the system really crippled me from being able. So like just for instance, I had kinder first, second, and third graders in my class. And I was expected to give all of them a complete education every year. Impossible. Can't do it. Nope. So I have like teaching assistants who like uh, you know adult employees who are in the class and I have to like break kids up based on ability but I can only teach one group at a time and these adults have to have no qualifications so I would walk by and catch my teaching assistant teaching kindergartners the wrong math how to read incorrectly like well this is how I learned how to do math so yeah please uh, step off yeah um, like really bad just like shit. all of or the conditions are really really bad and there's like well, this no is how I learned to do math <laughs> 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 step off <laughs> Or maybe they talk like any, anybody <laughs> else. That one. That one. That's the one. how I learned how to do She got my class too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it, the so the year before I started team teaching, and I'll explain that in a second, um, my principal, we were going to adopt this program called Renaissance. And it like, I don't know if you guys had that, but like in mm -mm. middle school, I had it. It's basically an extracurricular program teaches you like social responsibility. Oh, so Jesus. I would have loved that. Yeah. So my principal was like, oh, we're adopting Renaissance in the district. She said, I'm going to give it to you. You can do whatever you want with it because I know you've been wanting to create this extracurricular program, teach kids mindfulness and stuff. So she let me and I got to do that. And it was for gen ed kids, fourth, fifth graders. You had to like pick and choose what kids could be a part of it. And it was before school every other Friday. So for like an hour and it wasn't that long, but we got to talk about mindfulness. I would like teach them yoga. We would just like start cool. to identify what our feelings are, you know, talk about whatever, just like mm -hmm. morality and stuff like that. And there's people who get angry about that. There's yeah. people that are like, I don't want my kids learning that shit. That's totally. like that. That's that soft shit. That's going to totally. make them not yeah. rough enough for the real world. Yeah. And it also makes it harder to, um, uh, Notice control, to control accent. your kids if uh, they start thinking for themselves. Absolutely. <laughs> That's absolutely correct. <laughs> yeah. I remember my brother having a struggle on whether he even wanted to teach his kids about Santa. I wasn't allowed to believe in Santa. Wow. So all your friends Which were like, Santa's coming totally, to give me gifts. And you're like, what? Well, the I was the little brat who would go to school and I'd be like, guess what? It's your parents. Like, compare <laughs> the handwriting. Out. And right. my mom. <laughs> the my mom. Cut it out, cut it out, cut it out. My mom would get angry phone calls. Like, can you please tell your daughter to stop ruining Christmas? You were probably so sad to yeah. be, like, not allowed to, like, pretend with all your friends i still um, christmas is still it's the most pretend. magical thing in the world to me but i never got to have that and i am sad because like how fucking magical to believe that this guy f is gonna fly out oh you got no presents. idea it's magical yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. wait it's awesome but i mean but but the point the reason why i bring it up is yeah. because my brother was like i don't know whether to teach my kids about santa because it's so close to like you know 
the whole religious thing and it's so oh. close and then I have to do that and it's like do I want to do that and uh. and then it's like you know because Santa is kind of like God light right like mm. religion light in a way or I at least it's like a, a companion like I would probably follow a little bit more religion if I was promised presents all the time there but that's go. the thing but the presents we are promised and in, that brings in, us in, back to religion but yeah. the, but the <laughs> presents we are everlasting eternity I get it now yeah, yeah. that's what I'm saying Joe that's the idea is that the, the, but, the idea of Santa is very close to the idea of if you behave you're reward is mm. a present if you mm. behave your reward is heaven mm. and it's like and you're this... punished with coal if you don't right and you're, yeah right the warning to our him. friend cole he's a real big man <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you have to listen to his poems <laughs> uh but uh should i do some of cole's, cole's poems? poems this is cole's poem episode two <laughs> You've been a good boy. I walked down the road. Oh, God. I should have been a better boy. Gravel <laughs> at my toes. I walked down the road. There's two hours of this, so get comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but no, it's like, you know, it's very close stuff, but it's all about that idea of, like, Joe, the reason why I even brought it up is because you were like, letting your children go to something where you get to explore your feelings and explore, you know, social ideas could lead to your kid getting like too smart for their Not own, my house, you know, and like, and, and, and defying <laughs> these rules that you've established in a potentially unfair environment. Hayden, it's okay. This is real. Listen to this. <laughs> But no, I mean, it's it's com complex stuff yeah. because like as a parent, I'm sure you have an idea of how you want your kids to be raised and Barely. Uh, and then and then you have to kind of almost throw that out the window when you throw mm -hmm. them into a mix of like 250 mm -hmm. other kids or 300 mm -hmm. kids. It's Jesus. It's rough, man. That's mm -hmm. that's scary shit. All right, hey guys, welcome to the ad portion of the podcast. We're having a lovely time with our guest Ani Baker. But before we get back to that interesting stuff, let's just uh, get some ads out of the way, huh? Guys, let me tell you about something. Something I did this morning. Uh, I wanted some breakfast, so I used the service I'm about to tell you about, ladies and gentlemen. It's called Postmates. Never heard of uh, it. Well, let me tell you, Steve. When you need what red wine at 4 p.m., sushi at 9 p.m., or in my case, breakfast at 8. 8 a.m. a breakfast a breakfast you mean like 8 a normal That's person the, like exactly what it says right there on the copy that doesn't count if it's a personal experience and it's on the copy it's still a personal experience uh and ibuprofen at 10 a.m i took ibuprofen at 10 a.m too because of my foot anyway uh i could have postmated it too postmates is your personal food delivery grocery delivery whatever kind of delivery service all year round anything you're craving postmates can deliver they're the largest on-demand network in the u.s and offer delivery from all of the restaurants grocery and convenience stores and traditional retailers you could possibly want or need 24 hours a day 365 days a year postmates will bring you what you need within the hour it's no like every more day. every day no more trips to the store you don't even have to know where the store is doesn't matter postmates will deliver anything to you download the app for ios or android for free browse local restaurants and businesses and track your delivery in real time for a limited amount of time postmates is giving our listeners 100 dollars of free delivery credit for your first seven days so to start your free deliveries, download the app and use the code VALLEYCAST. That's code VALLEYCAST for $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days when you download the Postmates app. Anything you need, anytime you need it, Postmate it. Download Postmates and save with the code VALLEYCAST. I do truly use Postmates so much, um, and I love it so much, and it's so convenient, and it's a nice way. I always say this. It's a nice way to try restaurants without actually having to go try them, and that's a fun thing, I too. I agree with that. If you want to stay inside, watch a movie, have a little date night, you can do it all with, uh, with the Postmates folks. Anyway. Oh, good job. I commend you on your read. Thank you. Now it's my turn. 
Guys, personal style is like a fingerprint. Everyone has their own. We got like at least 10. You have 10 fingerprints at least. <laughs> <laughs> you got 10 of your own. I don't know. Uh, that well, math checks out. You know out. what? I could be wrong, and I do not mean to. <laughs> 10 identical fingerprints. Yep, yep. Okay. Well, whatever your style, the experts at Stitch Fix are ready to help you express yourself. I had to slow it down because I've been messing up that read every time I say it fast. Stitch Wait. Fix. You can say it any way you Stitch want, Fix. Joe. I've been saying it wrong a lot. I'm very sorry. Anyways, Stitch Fix is an online personal styling service that delivers your favorite clothing brands right to your door. To get started, go to stitchfix.com. Almost did it there. <laughs> yeah, you did. Slash Valley to answer some questions about your preferred style, and your personal shopper will ship you a box of clothes, shoes, and accessories. I asked for two different types of shoes once, and they did it. I got two shoes at once. It was great. Whoa. It's very normal. With Stitch Fix, everyone can look their best. Most and they have solutions for get this. When they order shoes, they do get two. Sorry, I got two pairs of shoes. I'm sorry. I messed it up again. Got Stitch Fix. Mr. We're starting Goody it over. Two shoes over here. Goody two shoes. Good. <laughs> Mr. Two to good shoes uh, over here. <laughs> Guys, two pairs of good shoes over here. If you guys need two good <laughs> pairs of good shoes, use Stitch Fix. They have solutions for men, women, and kids all over the U.S. And now, get this, the U.K. Bam. There's no commitment required, and you only pay for what you keep. Shipping, exchanges, and returns are always free. Plus, the $20 styling fee is automatically applied towards anything you keep from your box, playa. You're never going to have to think about looking good again with Stitch Fix. So to get started today, go to stitchfix.com slash valley to get an extra 25% off when you keep everything in your box. That You're going to want it. Stitch Fix. You're going to want to keep it. Dot com slash valley. valley. One more time, stitchfix.com slash valley. Bam. That's nice. Thank I you, like Stitch that, Fix. Joe. Hey, can I say something now really yes. quick? I've been waiting patiently to say it, and I can't wait to say it now with the cue of some music here. Guys, it's officially the holidays. Everybody knows it, and people are already shopping for gifts. <laughs> Smart people, anyway. But before you freak out about what to get your boyfriend who you've only been dating for four months. What do I get, Dale? Or what to get your <laughs> mailman. Cool. <laughs> Is that a thing? Do you get your mailman stuff? Or the fact that People we have to do, go yes. to <gasps> the mall. Mall, mall, mall. Listen up. MeUndies is anything but ordinary. They have a gift for literally everyone. Yes, including your weird aunt. Who likes Brussels sprouts. It has nine fingerprints. Brussels sprouts are good. <laughs> I felt bad. And nine fingerprints. <laughs> and anything. Uh, and the best part is they deliver straight to your door with free shipping. So all you got to do is wrap it. I can't if do you're Brussels that kind sprouts of person. unless they're like roasted. They have to be like, they can't yeah. be squishy. If Raw squishy, Brussels sprouts I can't do are too it. much. They can't I like be a squishy steamed. Brussels. I don't like a squisher. Interesting. That's a holiday miracle right there, ladies and gentlemen. Getting things shipped to your door for free. Uh, Guys, MeUndies is a company that is trusted amongst the Valley folk and yeah. others. Uh, a lot of friends. It's, uh, one of the few p- products or brands that we have that people will come up to me after live shows and they'll be like, "I just got a question. Stitch or uh, uh, me undies? Is that is it really that good?" And I'm like, "Yeah, man, it's oh, actually really that good." 100. And then you pull up your me undies that you're currently wearing right now. I did just that. Yes, yeah, and, and then I you felt... spend the night in a drunk tank because you got arrested. Yeah, I did for showing your underwear to a stranger. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> That's good. You were out of school. What? <laughs> and speaking of not wanting to leave the house, me undies makes the perfect hibernation undies and loungewear. Whether you're looking to match undies with your boo this cuffing season, or just wanting to cuddle up with your favorite furry friend in a onesie, me undies has you covered. Literally, you said cuffing season. Yeah. What's you, that? You never heard of cuffing season? No. Do you know what cuffing season is? I think it's a Canadian thing, isn't it? 
I don't know. I have no idea. That. We're going to look it up. I'm going to do some Googs after this. Why don't this. you tell us what cuffing season is? I've heard of it before. I can't remember what it was, though. Hmm. Anyway, the fabric is three times softer than cotton and offered in sizes extra small to 4XL, to, uh, to 4XL, and that's three times softer than cotton. It's like being three times softer than those cute little marshmallows on the top of your hot cocoa, you sweet little thing. And MeUndies knows it's friggin' cold out, so which is why they're coming out with even more cuddly products this holiday season, cozy up in their new robes oh, for yeah, men and what? women. Oh, man, this is a oh. huge piece of news. This is a this massive is amount. This is great news. We're re-recording the podcast. They're robes for men and women. You can treat your feet in their new soft slippers. Good God. Guys, they're slippers. What's happening? And, of course, match the whole fam with their soft new baby bodysuit. And, too, with brand new holiday prints and cozy new products, MeUndies has your gift for literally everyone. Me. So Just guys, gifts for me. MeUndies has a great offer for listeners and for anytime purchasers. You get 15% off and free shipping. It's a no-brainer, especially because they have a 100% satisfaction guarantee. So to get your 15% off your first pair, free shipping, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee, go to MeUndies.com slash valley. That's MeUndies.com slash valley and check it out. Back to the show. Uh, let's go back to full circle to what, where we started. Tell us about the movie. <laughs> yeah. So, well, so um, uh, the last, what ended up being the last year of teaching, I started team teaching, which was something that was available in my district, basically for like women with families who also wanted to be home with their kids. But team I took advantage teaching? of it. Basically, you, if you can find another teacher who wants to share the classroom with you, who can split up your schedule. That's cool. And at the time, I was starting to like come up with ideas of like I had this like latent desire to make documentary films, but I just that wasn't nurtured in my environment. I you know like you pick a path that's you know. You chose to be a teacher. Your teacher now. You're a teacher forever. And I had to like really no, like take learn and grow exactly. <laughs> I had to like Don't learn and your grow. Life ever. You yeah. made all the right decisions when you were 17. <laughs> You're done. Yeah. You can't grow. Yeah, and and to like believe in my own ideas and believe in my own voice and stuff that took a lot of like really intentional work. And then um, I met one of my favorite filmmakers, Sean Dunn. I was a fan of his, and then I went to a screening of his and went and told him afterward just what his films meant to me. And we became friends. He became a mentor of sorts. And then one of my documentary ideas was this, mm -hmm. and we were talking about it over Skype. And um, he was just like. That's a great idea, and if you make that, I'll executive produce it. Cool. There was something Holy I just shit. was like, oh well, the mark of approval of like literally my hero. Maybe this is something I can do. So I decided to team teach so that I could have two days a week to work on this, and then I taught in the classroom three days a week. And there was this woman, Cheryl Watkins, who was about to retire, but she wasn't fully ready to retire, so it, was, it worked for both of us, um, and that was great. But then at the end of that year she did retire and then I had to make the choice scrap all the progress I had made over the past year and go back to teaching full time or actually leave because I couldn't find anyone else who wanted to team teach and that was really really difficult but I had already been lamenting the school system so much I also like made no money and had such high student loan payments every month that like my friends who worked in bars always made more money than I did and lived a, like more like I wasn't able to like really live a life outside of the classroom, which didn't bother me for the longest time. That was my calling and that's what I did mm -hmm. with my time and energy. Um, but after a while, it's like, I'm working so fucking hard. Like it's such a, a taxing, I loved it, but it's a taxing job. Mm -hmm. And I just wasn't able to like have a life outside of it. So sort of like all of these things combined, especially with not being able, like 
having to go back to full-time teaching and scrap the progress I had made, it just felt wrong. You sound like all of the interviews of those horribly sad like exit interviews from teachers from Oklahoma this year. What is that? They like their school system was just like was falling apart. No taxes were going to the teachers. The pay was horrible, and they were all like, "This was my calling, but I can barely eat." And there's no books, and the only reason there's supplies in the classroom is because we're paying. For yeah. Them as oh my god, hundreds of it dollars every month out of your own paycheck. Yes. So like in Oklahoma, they all just we're ended up. There's like a massive shortage because they were all like, "We can't live this way anymore." Yeah. I love my kids, and I hate that my calling isn't going to be something that I get to follow right yeah. now. Yeah. But my friends at a bar make more money. Yeah. And, Man, how do we fix this shit? Because that sucks real bad. Yeah. And I know it's been a problem for a really long time, and it's not a new thing to ask how to fix that, but. Nobody's thinking about it really because there's so much other shit going on. But, mm-hmm. but if really, we, the change of this world begins with kids for sure. I think if we yeah. ignore the problems, we'll probably fix it. Yeah, they'll be fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it'll Anyways, be fine so, by next week. Tangent gone. Uh, more, so more wait, movie, so Ani, you had to make a very tough decision, mm-hmm. but you decided to shift your focus on help, still helping. Yeah, I wanted to try to help improve the school system from the outside because I really didn't have any power from within. I, I tried to change a lot of things about it, change a lot of things about it. I tried to like improve things and I even I tried to create a website so that special ed teachers could share um, ideas they came up with in their classroom Ugh. and the district shut it down. <laughs> they, they were like, you could upload anything on this website, no way to regulate it, just like. Wow, what does that even nightmare. mean? What was that, mo- what was that motivated by, you think? Not to get too into the Them saying no or situation. me wanting to do it? Them saying no. Oh, because, uh, School districts are in litigation with tons of families at all times, especially Parents. for kids with special needs. Like it, they, all, every kid with special needs has a legal document called an IEP, <laughs> and like they are being sued left and right. And there, there's Christ. so much fear of litigation that they. So, I that was a risk for them to allow a tenured mm-hmm. teacher to create a website for other teachers to use in the district because I could technically upload nudes and then it would like come back on them. You know what I mean? Like they just, they go worst they just case didn't scenario. Want another thing on top of all the other shit they're dealing with. So stupid. So anyway, I was <sighs> like, I'm going to try to make this and like build a platform and just try to connect with people who are doing this work and help with it. And basically the film that I finished, I pointed to that like the film is on that camera. I don't know what, what that was. <laughs> well, the, that's part of it. The whole rest of it is on here and we're recording over it with yeah. this. <laughs> we have one card and we thought this was more important. Uh, we'll be right back, great, everybody. It's, it's a good scene. <laughs> Sorry, that didn't it's time Cole back? Well. Is it Cole? <laughs> yeah. Um, so you decided to attack it from the outside. Yeah. So what? So that's what this whole thing is, to yeah. kind of just like shine light on, on, an, on an area of education that is seldom yeah, what's shown the, on. What would you say is the, what's the overall thesis statement of the film? Of the well, so... Um, what I ended up doing with this, it's the third iteration of this project. Um, originally, I wanted to talk to like current and former products of the school system. I wanted to talk to like kids and, and young adults. And I did get access to some of them, but getting them to open up about this on camera was tricky. I didn't have like, I didn't have everything I needed to make it what I wanted it to be. What I ended up doing is this film is called Who's Your Teacher? And I talked to six adult film stars about, okay, let me back up. I read an article in my research for this project um, because I just had Google alerts for sex ed laws in America and stuff by a French adult film star named Nikita Bellucci. And she's livid in this article. She's like, I get messages from young people all the time asking me, like, why does my body do this? What does this mean? I want to do this. And how do I do it? And she's like, I'm not an educator. I'm a porn star. 
parents, teachers, do your fucking job. These questions shouldn't be coming to me. And I just, that really stood out to me. I found that very compelling. I saved that article. I thought about it a lot. And so the, the, this film is talking to adult film stars about the messages they receive from young people and how they've been thrust into the role of pseudo educator because there's a dearth of education. Wow. And, um, we, dearth of education. (laughs) God damn it. We'll be right back. <laughs> I was going to say, we got to pause for a second. <laughs> Just let Guys, this there. episode's brought to you by Quiznos. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. Uh, also, I miss Quiznos. I, I miss Quiznos so much. Quiznos the other day. Like, wasn't it so fucking good? It was so fucking good. Yeah, it was really good. Is it so good? 80% of the real estate in that restaurant was a big old oven. <laughs> Dude, they had some fucking steak ass sandwich. Warm, chicken carbonara. Oh, the chicken carbonara. one I mean, steak on. ass. Good sauces. Dude, give me that steak ass. Those sauces. Mama mia. Get, that like, bread bowl too. Get like an extra dip it in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is Quizno still around? Nah, I mean, maybe not around here though, I don't think. I also loved their commercials with those little those weird little guys. Mice. Yeah. I loved the that. Quizno sauce. I loved it. I think they were chinchillas. <laughs> Who knows? No, they were, I, it was almost like they were... What if it was the Mandela effect and it never existed and we all like remember it, but we can't well, find it? What if they were the Berenstain Bears? Uh, <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Berenstain, Joe. Berenstain. So. Bear stains. That's so interesting. So do you think that that's the, the, the issue with um, litigation against um, school districts and things like that? Do you think that that's. That's the that's the number one problem with getting new curriculum. No, it's that we live in a Christian nation, and especially like the school system, a government funded, <laughs> a government funded organization. Like all of it. I'm out of here, and I'm going to pray. <laughs> I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray for you. Yeah. <laughs> You're obviously sick. <laughs> yeah. um, all of my coworkers are like, it's it's a it's a Christian. Uh, career like for the most part like it, it attracts certain types of people and I think people higher up like creating the education for this country like I, I think typically they're conservative people um, and we are I, I say we with this like trying to roll out better more comprehensive curriculum we're up against just conservatism yeah and I, I think that that's the main hurdle because people are so afraid of sex. Why? Because the Bible says it's bad in these ways. It literally goes back to that. That's that's why I was raised thinking it was so wrong. It's a sin, you know. Um, have you seen the Big Mouth episode on Sex Ed? I just started watching that Big show's Mouth. Amazing. I haven't I even started. Maybe it. like three episodes. Yeah. Aren't that all of them kind of a, like? What do you mean? Specific? Well, there's one specific episode where Coach Steve plays the sex ed teacher and he quickly realizes that the students know more about it than he does and then there's a number of musical numbers that sort of explain different ideas about STDs about uh, sexual orientation and all that stuff and uh, it's very good yeah if you get a chance to check it out it's but then at the very end they do make a joke where Nick Kroll's his like and and lastly we want to say thank you to the liberal agenda for (laughs) allowing us to make these jokes even though we didn't really want to but you asked us to we're gonna see you tweet soon bye and it's oh, like they it. like own yeah, the fact yeah, that they were yeah. basically trying to be educational with this episode while sure. going we're gonna get so much crap sure, for this. Sure. it's very fun you, i think you would enjoy it okay. or at least be like no everything you're saying is wrong no people people recommend big mouth to me a lot specifically because of this project and i've just only watched three episodes that's the end of my story do yeah. you feel yeah. like um so if you're battling s- s- more or less a cons- conservative ideals do you feel like having porn stars be kind of like your voice is kind of a 
taboo. Uh, yeah, a little naughty. Okay, so yeah. this is this is my goal with the with this film. I want this to get the attention of I don't know whatever producers like anyone that would want to help me make this into a series and the series I want to explore sex ed laws across the country and have it more be more like family oriented and stuff this I want to use as like a door opener and a way to connect to people and hopefully you know it's good enough I think it's good and the feedback I've received is that it's good and it's moving and stuff I I hope that it's titillating enough and interesting enough that other adults with resources I don't have will want to team up with me and then I'll make something more palatable for the people. Yeah, because sex that make sells. Sense? Hook. But unless it's about, totally. you know, sex. I mean, but it is <laughs> right. such an interesting perspective too to kind of go to the adult the adult film industry in the sense that it's like, you know, that industry is here to stay. It's not going anywhere. Right. And they're sex workers and they're providing a service right. that is... You know, let's just face it. It's a service that is that works. It's and a that service that's needed. necessary and yeah. needed. Well, and that industry too has gone from with the internet becoming the most popular thing in the world. The connection that the viewer has to the porn star is now stronger than it was like back in however long ago. So it's like that means people, when they do have a question, are more going to be more likely to be like, "Oh, I know." this person is I'm going to ask them this question and it's a it's safe environment yeah. I know they know I know they have experience they're clearly okay talking about they have that. a Twitter account where they exactly. talk about this yeah. stuff so it makes yeah, sense yeah. everyone yeah. else is afraid they're not afraid it's almost like going to a source in a way mm -hmm. what's interesting too is that I wanted to talk to teachers administrators it was hard for me as a teacher to get other teachers to want to talk to me about this on camera the when I finally went to the porn stars that was when I all of a sudden got a bunch of yeses I even had to go Damn. to the porn stars to get but information I mean, don't want to talk this. about it no they could and, also lose their job real quick if a exactly. student's parents finds That's out so that yeah they're fear based it's I mean, so sad yeah it's so sad because it's like our and I I I know you guys haven't seen it. I don't need to keep saying I say this in the documentary but like it is such a fun, it's just our humanity. Like it becomes sexuality later, but these things that start to like pop up, these like, these curiosities or like mm -hmm. feelings or whatever, it's just human. There's nothing shameful about it. What is shameful is if we don't educate and we allow those feelings and desires to become weaponized, which they kind of naturally do. You know, like one of the things I said at the screening is, there was a kid, a gen ed kid at the school I taught at who was um, suspended, I think he was in fifth grade, for shouting to a girl on the playground, your thighs are thick like my big juicy dick. Holy shit. And I Googled it and it's like not a lyric. Like he presumably made that and up. And I apologized that about was it. Cole, <laughs> that was Cole's first poem. <laughs> Yeah, it was about Mrs. Claus. Jesus, that's awful. Well, so but like, so he's joking, right? Like right. he think, but he's already weaponizing this deeply personal and possibly problematic and can be very destructive topic, you know. Um, and that comes so naturally. Also, with like when I was in fifth grade, we had a thing at my school, an unofficial holiday, if you will, called Friday Flip Up Day. And if you wore a skirt on Friday, you're gonna skirt fucking flipped up. Cause that's what it is, and the boys are going to do it. So you don't, oh, shit. you don't wear a skirt on Friday. But I remember one time I forgot and I wore a skirt on Friday, and I like came to school and I went like, oh no, like it's Friday flip up day. Like everyone's going to see my underwear at recess, and I just spent the whole day feeling like so insecure and scared, and then just had to allow it to happen because I should have known it was Friday flip up day. I'm wearing a skirt and I got my skirt. Well, you're up. the asshole if you don't participate. Totally. In it. Yeah. And I never, it never crossed my mind because I wasn't educated about this topic, like my body and my space and boundaries and consent wasn't a thing I knew about. I was just like, 
My and skirt's getting flipped up. The mm-hmm. other and the the flippers and the, all the flippers and flippies in that situation. None of them were taught about it. Absolutely. Any of right. You know, are yeah. you um are you optimistic in the pro like following having made this thing? Are you optimistic about yeah. where the direction is going, or is it sort of like DefCon uphill battle? You know, I'll say I think I'm pretty realistic with a tinge of optimism i you know like the 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 mindset that i'm up against i'm used to being up against it i was raised by it so i feel sort of like trained to deal with it so i'm not afraid um but already like the film isn't even out and i've partnered with this company called bloom that makes they used to just make like cosmetics and like period products for women and now they've really expanded and they are they are launching a 2020 campaign to get better curriculum in the school district. And so, like, I'm one of their partners, and they like put me on their website, and they're going to help me. I'm going to help them. They also cool. make conversation cards that you can buy and use for oh, your kids that wow. just like start conversations and help you just bridge these topics. You know, if you'd ever like um, to get to know them. So yeah. you're so what you're kind of <laughs> so alluding, yeah. <laughs> what you're alluding to a little bit is you can't save everybody. But Not there are close. options, yeah. and if you feel like you're a parent that's struggling with how to teach their child about these things, there are options, and there are ways to kind of navigate this. You know, not not to not to like villainize this conservative ideal, but it. But in a sense, it's like you know that's the that's the whole thing we all have our idea of how things should go and how we should teach our children and how we should be more open about sexuality because in the long run we think it would be a better thing to do but there are a lot of people that believe that that's not the way to do it and i don't think that's ever going to change i would also add though that i'm not a parent so i don't know the sense or the fear that comes with wondering what people are going to tell your kid that you have no control totally it's terrifying yeah and so i can understand a a, a knee-jerk reaction to an extent but i think what happens is the villainizing like everyone seems to be coming at it from what you're saying from from this angle like with a very good heart of like actually being like no this is like okay like we can actually talk about this and like you know normalize it a little bit and it just sucks that it gets so vitriolic in the Mm -hmm. and i think how that changes if that can change is just by implementing new curriculum and people by word of mouth or whatever seeing that it's helping and isn't making anything worse. Yeah. Yeah. And it is fascinating that there's the the angle of the adult film world being an answer to for for young people to to come to them Mm -hmm. to ask questions. Because it's interesting because, you know, obviously with the internet, pornography is such an easy thing to access and our children really tell me more well joe there's this place <laughs> called www.sex.com <laughs> all right well <laughs> um but it's it's so fascinating to me that of course there would be people going to porn stars yeah of course there would be because these are those people that are like oh, so open that they're showing parts of their body that you didn't even know you could show on camera essentially and these people are so comfortable with their bodies and with the function of their of their reproductive organs and yeah. such and it's it's uh it's so fascinating that of course that would be a place for Do someone they to go. answer more questions like how to maybe start a small business and open up a corporation through Delaware I feel like if they're this open about <laughs> Sex, like, will they answer some of the? It's a great question. No, we'll be right back. I will give you their contact info. Yeah. Can there be any PR classes? uh, Well, well, one thing I realized when doing this project is like, we've all turned to, we are having sex because we've seen people in porn have sex. Like, imagine how different the type of sex you have would be if you hadn't 
watched people have sex in the corner. <laughs> Boring. Robots. <laughs> robots, robots, robots. Imagine if robot no, sex right. is all you knew. Yeah. <laughs> you're yeah. right. It just sha- it literally shapes how <laughs> yeah. we interact in that way, which is wild to me. Like yeah. we're all doing what we've seen in porn. All of yeah, us. totally. To yeah. to some degree and what, some degree. to to the detriment of those receiving on the receiving end of right. those things. I can't make that. You guys are all getting your face dunked there. in toilets. Right? I mean, <laughs> yeah, oh of course. God. Okay, good. I just wanted to make sure I wasn't. There's more uh, poop involved than normal, right? On your guys' sex. If we're doing what the <laughs> porn stars do, because we've seen them do it, that means according to the multiverse theory, there is a universe where the porn stars are all watching us. And <gasps> wow, that's a and funny yeah, porn. Yeah, yeah. And they're watching Whoa. our lives yeah. be hindered Whoa. by not being open with our a, sexuality. If, if there was a porn star whose only information was based on what he'd see me do, I'd watch him and I'd oh my God. have a great time. <laughs> Let's write a sitcom like, about don't. a world where porn porn stars and the sex world is is the number one open public like industry and the porn stars are watching people live their lives in a super I like un unsexually mm-hmm. open way yes. and they're like look at those people yeah. struggling with that shit cuz they don't just talk about it <laughs> yeah yeah i love that that's to the point kind of what you're what you're saying with your thing here right like with your with your documentary can i ask uh what is the thing that you learned the most from making your movie mm-hmm. what was the thing that opened your eyes or the, the biggest surprise wait can i play the music while you say it jarber walters Jobra, Job. I'm just Barbara kidding. Don't have to play. <laughs> I'm gonna say Barbara J- Beretta. Barbara J. Walters Beretta. <laughs> I feel like, for the most part, my uh, concerns and assumptions about the topic were verified. Just that no one gets the information that they need, and we all are struggling with this. Like. Everyone I spoke to sort of like became interested in sex at a really young age, wasn't allowed to know about it. It became weaponized, got really weird. Um, They were formally educated about it years and years later, but barely. And that led to a lot of detriment in their lives. Like all of that was um, confirmed. And I think I don't know my I, I think my biggest takeaway is like this is so necessary. It's it's actually unbelievable and totally unacceptable that it doesn't already exist and i started this project before me too like a year before me too no shit yeah and then me too started and i was like this is fucking it yes of course we're all acting like fucking monsters because nobody's training us how not to we're avoiding this topic and now it's like it is a it's a problem yeah like in a in a way that wasn't on the surface before that not everybody was it's something we didn't of. anticipate totally as a as a society right which makes you worry about future things that we're not that we're currently not worrying about right you know? but this is something that has definitely come to a head and is going to be a very major bad problem if we don't figure out exactly how to fix it, it. it feels very timely um and so i feel i feel like aligned with like I, I feel personally aligned on this project because of when I started it and sort of what has happened since. Yeah, there's a a book I read called uh, Creative. The, book? the oh. Creative Clifford goes to. <laughs> yeah. uh, it it was it's called the Creative Clifford Curve. goes to Planned Parenthood. <laughs> Clifford goes yeah. <laughs> And um, he can't get through the door. It's yeah. big, yeah. But uh, they still helped him, and uh, okay. it was beautiful. But it's, uh, yeah, it's about how when people are considered quote unquote genius or they're considered successful, it's when they're doing a project 
that has a unique quality to it that is in line with the culture culture at the time mm. but there's no way to plan on the culture part because you don't know yeah. when it's gonna like you're saying align so yeah. it's cool that that's happening because yeah. it's a nice confirming like you know it's it's a good shot to get something up and going and get you momentum what if you weren't i mean i knew you were talking about like this sort of having like a hook to it and then there being a follow-up mm. or something in the future that's like uh different is there mm. stuff just in other areas period that you i mean if you were wanting to be a documentary filmmaker are there just like what else would you love to explore or yeah i like started and stopped it's all just <clears throat> about having the resources to do stuff and also having the experience i mean this is the first yeah. thing i made i was a teacher you know um I was going to make a short about um, uh, what's it called when you have sensitivity to electronics? Oh, I don't uh, know what Better that's Call Saul thing? Yeah, they, oh. I, they touched on it in that. What is I, it? Um, it's, I don't know. It's, 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 in, an, it's um, uh, an acronym I can't I was in it. the airport uh, like oh, two weeks ago and I was at a bar and this guy was talking on his cell phone next to me. And then this woman who was sitting like at a table directly behind just goes, excuse me, sir. Excuse me, sir. Can you not? She was like, can you not um, have your cell phone around me? I, I am allergic to the yeah, radioactivity. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he like didn't hear it all. And I was like, well, this is going to get good. And then he turns around and she, she's like, sir, please turn away from me or get off your cell phone. And he was like, vomit. he was yeah. like, oh, OK, yeah, sure. And uh, and then everyone at the bar was just like. I don't know. I don't know exactly what just happened here. But uh, I, I mean, I don't know anything about that. You I witnessed that? Yeah. Wow. A woman straight up being like, you have to get off yourself. Like he was like, right. And he wasn't, he had no idea. He was just living she his life. She also is being a little irresponsible, just willy nilly going into public without some sort of like, like you're, if you're going to be in a public place, people are going to be on there. I mean, it's, I mean, I know nothing about my, my assumptions that there was always some kind of either it's a psychosomatic thing or it's an actual thing. And I, I don't know what know. it's called. I'm about to be fascinated. Well, clearly, is it yeah. called EHS, electromagnetic hypersensitivity? hypersensitivity. Yes. Whoa. So here's what I think about it. So time. basically, I had a, a production partner and we were going to make it. So I did a bunch of research about it and like planned that out. And then what, what I have noticed <laughs> um, since leaving teaching and starting projects is that they all fall through. Yeah. People are like, oh, let's do this. And then they back out at the last mm-hmm. minute. That's happened to me so mm-hmm. many times. Um, it's fine. You know, I'll keep going. But um, I think it's just a thing. It could be both. You know, it could be like a little bit psychosomatic or maybe for some people it is and for other people it's legit. I just think technology is too new for us to be like, well, there's no, you know, scientific evidence to say that it's real. It's like, well, just maybe not yet. Like, I don't think that anyone's putting a lot of money into like, Mm -hmm. you know, determining if this is real or not. And the stories I've read, they sound legit. I mean, like to the point where somebody who has EHS will, somebody with a phone can walk in the room and they'll truly vomit yeah i'm a big Whoa. believer in the uh the unconscious manifesting physical things that are real like it's not yeah. like i think you're lying right. it's like i just i lean on the side of being like um i'm very curious what you have going on like there's on science internal... that links um uh, mental disorders to yeah. physical attribution like you know th- there there is a connection between mental and physical pain mm-hmm. Uh, being connected with like anxiety or what mm-hmm. have you, so so Which yeah, is, that, that makes it that hard to talk about because people are like, oh, you're saying I'm lying. It's like, no, I think you're telling know, the truth. I just don't know what it is or what's know. actually happening. Yeah. There's just so many things yeah. we don't understand about exactly. how, and we all have unique perceptions of everything, and mm-hmm. we all have unique experiences, and we just have to be m- somehow more mindful of that. Yeah, because we all we all like to tell each other like how each other feels based on our own experience. Like, well, I've never experienced that, and I haven't heard of anyone experiencing that. So, so must that not be must real. not be yeah. real. And it's like, you know, one of our friends has Lyme disease, and so she's been dealing with this for 
the past year, which is just like people being like, sweetie, you're fine. And mm-hmm. she's like, um, my not. left side yeah. of my body is going numb. I can't think straight. I'm forgetting the name of basic objects. I have no energy. I'm not fine. Like something's going on. Um, so I, I think that yeah. that's comparable, actually, Lyme yeah. disease and EHS. What Man. is this that you brought with you? Oh, my God. So um, uh, Show this, and tell this was, yeah, this oh, the best time, mm. you know? I know. I remember those times. What would you take? You know, I think I, we were talking about this the other day, actually. We were like, can we remember what we brought to show and tell, and I'm pretty sure I would just bring my Ghostbusters toys. Cool. Like if I had like a new Ghostbusters toy, I'd yeah. be like, "This is Egon. Yeah, <laughs> Egon's not as cool as uh, Bankman, but he's pretty cool because he's a scientist. And when you push his hand down, his head pops up and his tongue comes out. So if you guys want to see it, meet me at recess. <laughs> it's the best. I love when kids go up and they're just like, "So this is my thing." Um, yeah. I, I made like it. it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, fidgeting and yeah. hands in their pockets. Yeah, it's like, yes, we love your thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, what was that I for? Miss, what's the What's the psychology things. behind show and tell? Is it just to give people Pub- a time for their interests and stuff? Speaking a little oh, bit. Oh no, shit! And also just yeah, expressing yourself and sharing. I mean, like sharing personal kind of dope shit. Those kids sharing got sharing personal you know? stories. Like <laughs> a way you, to you just want to see the dope shit they have. Yeah. But you know how it feels so good. Remember how fun that was? Yeah, I remember it felt good. To be able to nourish stuff like that where kids Mm -hmm. get to express themselves and with that expression connect to other kids and sort of like build these bonds based on common interests. I used to make sketches with my brother. We made like weird Muppet show puppet sketches and then we we did like like all that type sketches together and with our friends and stuff. And my teacher loved them so much that they she let me play them in class sometimes. That's a good teacher. Oh, yeah, and it, me, it gave me like a little bit of, it, it helped me prepare for like an audience, you know, yeah. and yeah. that kind of thing and showing off my creativity and being proud of my thing. And, yeah. you know, it's always fun to show someone something that you worked really hard on and then you get to show a whole audience. Yeah. You know, and I got I got a taste of that as a kid because of some pretty cool teachers. Shout out to her. What's her name? Ms. Burke. There we go. Ms. Ms. Burke. She was an artist. Yeah. She was an art teacher through and through, but she taught us like regular stuff because it was a Catholic school. So it was like whatever the curriculum is when you're like in fifth or sixth grade or something or sixth grade i guess Mm. yeah Mm. maybe even third Mm. shit i don't know anyway okay so anyway this is um a compilation of okay so some teachers will handle the sex ed topic by like creating a question box so the kids don't have to ask the questions out loud and be embarrassed um i actually interviewed a teacher who did it that way this was given to me um, this this is a compilation of questions from a fifth grade inner city class just about sex. And who, um, wait, wh- who gave this to you? I'm sorry. So uh, our friend Carlos has is friends, I guess, with the teacher who made this. And wow. there's a Tumblr called I think it's called What Do You Sex or What Do You Sex or something because that was like one of the questions. Um, and he printed it out. And when he knew I was making this project, he's like, Here, like wow. this might contribute. So I read some of them in the documentary. But I kind of just want one of you. To go through. What if we like? Yeah, okay. So we'll just close our eyes and I'll just read one. There, there you go. go. I'll, I'll flip and I'll. You point. want some music, or is this should this be on its own? We'll let it live on its own. All right. So here's my page. I'll read. I'll read a couple and then I'll pass it on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So this is fifth grade. Fifth grade. Boys yeah. or or girls or both. Both. Okay. So I'll read a couple off of this page that I stopped on. Yeah. Give me some music. Okay. Sure. What kind of music? I you think looking I like for? that. Like this. Like that. You like that nice stuff that going nice on. Stuff. Give me the nice. Okay. Stuff. Hold it's on. Very pleasant. Hold on. I'm getting some nice stuff for Joe. I also love all of the. The printing. Mm-hmm. Like it's just so the handwriting is great. See. Some of them are very good. Some of them are good, yeah. The misspellings are so perfect. All right, here we go. This is uh, from 
unabridged. Why does the mouth enter the penis? I think we've used this music before. <laughs> Here we go. You've also read this book. But <laughs> Out loud. Yeah. On the podcast. On the podcast. <laughs> right. But we're, we're being respectful for all <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Thank you. Uh, this is a reading by Joe Beretta. <clears throat> what part of woman's body gets horny? It's a great question. I don't even know the answer to that. <laughs> you know what? If you do it right, the whole thing. <laughs> the baby. whole thing. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Are there any metal dildos? Yes. Yes. Are there wooden dildos? Yes. D E L D O S. I love it. Deldos. Deldos. That's it? No, there's so many. No, but that was. Oh, those are all These separate are just ones. questions, yeah. Mm-hmm. What's the difference between a virgin and abstinence? If a girl has her period and she has sex, what happens to her? That's a great question. These are hell. great questions. <laughs> she yeah. <goes> to hell. <laughs> Yeah, that's on the answers page. <laughs> Turn it upside down. Well, she must be burned at the stake. <laughs> do they get? When two women do well, sex, that's a heretic. Do they get? That of course. That pregnant. I think that's that my child is pregnant. a heretic. Oh, when two women's do okay. sex. Oh, this is such a good one. Listen, listen. When two women's do sex, do they get pregnant? Both. Why or why not? But Whoa. but pregnant is spelled P R I C N I C. Pricknick. Pricknick? <laughs> Yo, girl, I'm gonna get you pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that's such a great question. It's good, right? Oh my god! Like yeah. these are good questions. I know, kids are smart. They're There's ready. Really you know what? They're ready for the information. Yeah, they're they're, they're, they're like critical no, thinkers. Great. There's so much. That's such a good mm, point. Yeah, there's so much. If more they're asking them that, for then well, they're ready for it. Can somebody please make a slow jam? For me, just a slow jam sex song, all a 1990s R&B call. I'm going to get you pricknick. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Here's one. Why does some people have twins? Why? <laughs> how can a Two woman. Two penises during sex, of course. <laughs> and how can a woman have six babies? Why? <laughs> <laughs> I like the why. Why? Uh, um, yeah, here's my favorite. What is your favorite mall and why? <laughs> I, yeah. sure it doesn't say ball. <laughs> <laughs> when a other person has I, B, and you do sex with that person, how does that it pass to the other person? Great question. That's, that is a know. great question. How sperm come out? <laughs> <laughs> Give me this. Give me I this want, book. I, I want was, you to my, find. If my question was in there, it would have been, I'm really afraid of going pee-pee and woman during sex. How do oh, I not yeah. do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why do people has to kiss? Oh. Oh, that's actually really sweet. Why do people kiss? Mm. Why do we have to decide? Mm. Deep. Way it's creepy. The... the music feels creepy now. <laughs> <laughs> did it change? <laughs> it did change. Hang on, let me see. You think that's too sexual? It's definitely yeah. like sultry. <laughs> now it's like, yeah, yeah porn music. I'm okay. I'm gonna get you pregnant. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna get you pregnant. Why the girl like the sperm? <laughs> I mean, that's the question, isn't it? <laughs> A Clifford adventure. <laughs> what if your sister or brother tease you? What do you do? I think that's beat the shit out of them. There's a question in there that says, do you like being punished? Why Whoa. do girls scram when they have wow. sex? <laughs> scram? Scram. 
<laughs> I'm going to make you scram, scram and then like I get you pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> the guy from like the 80s in there? Why is the penis so big? <laughs> when they do sex, does the girl's hair get stuck in the boy's peanut? Oh. <laughs> All right, that's enough class for today. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> How many, and I think it's a drawing of a sperm. How many sperm of this thing go into a girl body? Wow. This is wonderful. I, I want to read this whole thing. Yeah. It, it brings back weird memories of like, oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, you have no idea. Ooh, can we, yeah. Ms. D., does the woman get all their spur in her and or just one? It's a great question. Pick your favorite. Yeah. Why does people get horny? That's a great question. Why or does sex is important for people? <laughs> yeah, someone's excited about it. <laughs> is a condom a bad word? <laughs> wow, I remember getting in trouble for saying pussy. Uh, how old? I oh, man. 45. <laughs> he did it at church. It was my last birthday. You yeah. know, I don't know. I was pretty young, though. I, I mean, was a that's kid. a harsh word. I was a kid. I remember yeah. I hated that word. Condoms like just a a thing. So I think well, it's a condom, little bit more. But condom is like, why do you know that? Why do you exactly. know the word condom? Where did you hear it? Still yeah. considered so, so taboo. It's, and, and yeah. the, the the way we all grew up, I would say if I were to go out and buy them today, there'd still be a part of me when I put them down. You'd feel weird. I would feel a little weird, yeah. and I would, it would I would eventually get to the part where I'm like, I'm a big boy, and I'm going to own this, and I feel good, and my hands are on my hips, and I'm happy to look at me by condom. That's so yeah. real. Yeah. But yeah. I know so I would still, real. like that, I would still get anxiety about There's it. There's also I a part of, it feels like I'm like 22 again, but I kind of, I don't mind that either, where it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, oh, you think I'm like yeah. a really like, this is crazy. This... I'm like, oh man, it's a very boring act. Listen to this one. You know that those Angeline billboards you see all over Hollywood with that woman showing her breasts? What's she trying to sell? <laughs> I did not remember that. Maybe I didn't even. Wow. It's so well Ange- said. It must be a woman. What are the billboards? Yeah. What billboard? Angeline. The Angeline. You ever seen Where those? she's like laying and she's just there. You know, you know. I, seen... I'm sure I will recognize if There's I like, see it. Is it the boots like... one? Dude, ask Grace about Angeline. Yeah, I'm thinking boots. She knows about it. You're, like, you're no, the, no, the Angeline. Is, yeah. yeah. Angeline is a Hollywood like landmark Oh, yeah, woman. staple with the pink Corvette. She's the pink Corvette. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. So, but, she, so she's not selling it. It's not like an adult. She's selling hotline. her own image. She's selling. She's like a. She's basically like an Instagram. Because you can model, you can yeah. pay to hire her to I've like come her. do an appearance. Yeah, so she's yeah. selling herself. No now, what you guys are talking I want, about? This is amazing. I want to say that she maybe did sex work back in the day, I and now she's just kind of like a little celebrity. Like yeah, she's a celebrity, celebrity, but she's also so tight lipped, so like nobody can do an interview with her. Anyway. Yeah, she doesn't let people talk to her, that's, and she hides her face. We don't know if that's a fact she, or not. Yeah. Steve does not know if that's an actual fact. You guys want to hear some more before we close this out? Yeah. They're fun. Well, let's have you read some. Yeah. Well, there are so many bestiality ones, so I hope I can find one. I didn't see one. any of the bestiality ones. There's one that says, um, if you have sex with a cow and the cow is a virgin, does the cow scream? Whoa. And then there's one about having sex with a dog. Um, wow. Oh, wait. Oh, that says eat. Why does the girl like to eat the sperm? What is this about a dog? I see dog. Oh, okay. Caught a kid off. 
Of 11. Of 11 years old could do sex with a 19 years old girl or could a boy do sex with a dog? There's one of them. He's like, what are my options? Yeah. I, I feel like you just asked me seven questions. Out. Yeah. Cole, go write a poll. He's in proximity to a dog and a 19 year old and he's like, which way should I go? Should I go for the 19 year old girl or the dog? Have you guys seen the thing that's like, sorry to be too tangential, but just really quick. You, you know Drew Barrymore's Olive the Other Reindeer? You guys heard about that? Drew, 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 <laughs> Drew Barrymore wrote a children's book called Olive the Other Reindeer. Oh. And it's a take on the song Olive the Other Reindeer. Oh, so it's about right. this other reindeer amongst the Rudolph crew. And it's like it. a kid's story. What if we did Cole about the guy that the Cole for Christmas is based off of? And his name is Cole, and he's this grumpy guy, and he's the reason why you get Cole for Christmas. Really some great ideas from you. Oh, Shit, I love it. But yeah. only I just gave it away. That's great. Yeah, Look at this guy who's hitting on. Yes. Who's hitting on the sex? So some shit. of the questions are like directly from the kids to the teachers, and this one just says in block letters, "Your breasts are big." Also, this is for the from second the, row. From yeah. the second row well, on, on your, your left, left to the fifth chair. Back. He's straight up like. <laughs> <laughs> he's like pointing. Yeah, this guy said it. Yeah. He's like, yeah. I know sex. And he's Ed. like, this is what works. <laughs> this one says, why do the boys get more power? That boy was the same guy yeah. that did the dog question. He's like, teacher, you must be a dog because I'm horny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, here, there's another dog one. But this one says, why do the boys get more power to do the sex? Whoa, that's some Damn, heavy stuff. That's some woke kid. Yeah. This says, how do dogs do it? What is the hair for on the vagina and the penis? How big is the vagina hole? Can you pee out the sperm? What is the hair for on the vagina and the penis? Do we know? It's supposed to be to like keep bacteria away. It's supposed to be like kind of like your eyelashes are supposed to keep like hair. Debris. That's wrong. It's for pictures. You can shave (laughs) it down and then like do whatever you want with it. So people know what era the picture was taken. So it's meant to to house bacteria and keep it out of the private area. No, just keep it all right there. Yeah. It's like a bacteria. Don't touch my hair. It's all the bacteria. It's to attract and display bacteria. It's like baleen, but instead of krill. Elliot's <laughs> <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> yes, Steve, good That's job. I love that. Does it feel good it. when they suck your penis? I mean, I can answer that. <laughs> <laughs> Look, why do a woman's vagina smell? Yeah. Yeah. Good question. It is. Why do yeah. penises smell too, buddy? Yeah. Can we get some equality up yeah. in here? Um, Ani, wow. anyway, amazing! Yeah. What a lovely, Ani, lovely podcast. I Very feel great. The same way. I great love um, being able to talk more with you about your passions and learn more about you. You're a wonderful person that I love having in my life. You're a great friend, and Ani and I, we had a, a shared experience with a neighbor who was having a panic attack. Yeah. Who came to my door and was like, "I'm having a panic attack. Can you help me? And and can you tell? Can you have my friend's phone number just in case something happens to me?" And it was this really. And can I scary... also have sex with dog? <laughs> <laughs> Thank God you were there. You could answer the question. It was this really scary moment. Yeah. And I was like, "Of course, man. Let me know if you need anything." And I was like. Breathe in through your nose, out through your mouth, and he was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." And then he like, he, he's like, "Thank you." And then he left, and I came back in, and we we're with some friends at my place, and Ani was straight up like, "Is everything okay? Is that person okay?" And I was like, "I think he's having a panic attack." And she's like, "Let's go. Let's take care of this guy now." <laughs> and so we went out, and we knocked on his door, and he opened it, and then we just sat out in the 
hall of my apartment complex where this guy lived and we just like talked to him and let him well he breathed into a paper bag yeah you gave him a paper bag and mm-hmm. you were like breathe into this and and regulate your breathing and really pay attention to your breathing and then we just like talked to him and and you were such a big helper in that you just were like let's talk to this guy and let's let him talk about it. and then you started talking about his his likes and his and he started talking about his things that he's interested in and it really got his mind off of like the panic attack which is really what you have to do you kind of yeah. have to distract yourself or that's 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 the quickest way i've found to kind of like break yeah. out of a panic attack it's hard but you know it's one it's a tactic if you but yeah but ani i'm sorry I, I mean there was no real point to the story other than you're such a wonderful person and, and i'm thankful to have you in my life and thank you for that moment it was a it was wonderful a, moment it was nice meeting me. him yeah, yeah, very nice yeah. Meeting thank you for being and, uh, here. thank you for being so kind i have a so podcast much. pitch for you we made a lot like we had fun reading this and it was uh I, but i think it's a big deal these are these questions are real for a bunch of young kids looking for answers. Podcast pitch is called Big Questions, Big Penis. <laughs> and okay. it's Love it you so far. And some of your friends and, and sex So educators, I can be on it. <laughs> uh, sitting down and yes, doing five or six of these questions, as crazy as a question could be, as normal as a question could be, mm-hmm. and it's it's aimed at the kids that are that are looking for answers on these stuff. And mm-hmm. it's an educational podcast. You know what's wild is I'm answering a podcast. These questions. And I will incorporate that because that's a good Bam. idea. I Hell have yeah. a, a co-host. Her name is Taz. She's a brilliant woman. Um, we, it's been in the works for a while. We'll, we'll, we're planning on launching the beginning of next year. Nice. But we want a platform to be able to talk about this. And um, she's like a really brilliant woman of colors. There's diversity. I'm also very aware of like not placing myself in the middle of a conversation that's like not about me like being a white person in America right now and stuff. So I just want to like bring other voices in and that is brilliant and we will yeah, yeah I think you can add, add that even to the it. craziest ones Absolutely. like yeah cuz there are there's every kid that answer, uh, asked one of these questions as crazy as they they are aren't the only kid you know right. yeah. and it's confusing for a lot of them so. um well ani thank you for coming and thank you for talking to us and we'd love to have you come back and talk more about your That's film nice. when it's done and Ooh, can i say the website please okay so Promote. you can um the, i have a trailer on the website um the website is who's your teacher project Dot com um, and there is there are three links below there's an Instagram that I update and then there's a GoFundMe link if you'd like to donate we still need to raise a little bit of money and then the third link is just if you want to stay updated so like when I'm able to release the film or whatever sort of news I get you can like be on the mailing list and you'll stay updated because unfortunately I can't show you the movie right now but right. soon Soon I wish you soon. all the luck, Ani. Yeah. Thank, thank you, you for sitting with us. Thank this you. Was wonderful, you guys. Are what fun. a wonderful time. Please come back and thank you guys for listening. And we we uh, we appreciate your guys' continued support. And um, if you're interested in supporting Ani, please check her out on all of her stuff. Ooh. And what's your Instagram for people if they want to check you out? Check um, out your Instagram. My personal Instagram is Nimble Will, and that's sort of where I funnel most things through. And there are links to the documentary on there. But it's N I M B L E W I L L. Also, definitely follow her on Instagram if you want a semi-regular daily dose of inspirational things and and just shout outs to good people that you should be following and listening to and getting uh, information from. But yeah, it's a lovely place to feel better about yourself, I'd like to say. If I could. Uh, And uh, we're going to end it up with a shout out to Jared Lombardo from our Patreon. He's one of the people at a tier where we do shout outs for their work. He wants to know why does the mouth (laughs) answer the penis? (laughs) 
And he said, I would love if you guys uh, could shout out my thesis film in the link below. It's unlisted video for now, but we'll have it listed in the description. You can click on it and watch it. Uh, he wants to submit it to film festivals and whatnot. And uh, if it's super public, it could get disqualified. So don't share the link, but go uh, watch it. Uh, he says, I worked really hard on it and honestly just want people to see it because it's uh, all that getting a degree in film is good for. It's not a comedy and couldn't be further from your content, but maybe mm -hmm. after I make people sad, they'll go back to your amazing content to feel the joy once again. Uh, so go check it out. I watched it. It's uh, it's really, it is it is not a comedy, but the actors in it are very good and uh, he did a great job on it. So most go check of, it out. Uh, most of the stuff we like tends to be not like the stuff that we <laughs> Yeah, because it's so nice to see. Out. We see this shit all day. It's yeah, nice to see yeah. something a so little So shout out to Jared. Yep. Go check out his work and leave him some nice comments. Uh, thank you to all the patrons who have uh, signed back up. who are sending wonderful messages. That's very sweet. For those of you who wanted a refund because of our timing before, uh, we're working with Patreon to get that all figured out. So yep. don't think that we're not seeing that and we love you and thank you. And uh, yeah, we're going to have so much fun over the next couple of months as we end this year. And I'd like to end on by saying, where's the cat? <laughs> <laughs>